Welcome to the Introverted Doctor Podcast, the podcast that uncovers myths, mistakes, and misconceptions that holds healthcare professionals back from living their best life at work, home, and play. I'm Dr. Lalit Chavla, and with each episode, I'll be focusing on different aspects of a healthcare professional's life, such as communication techniques, mindset, routines, tools, and strategies, with the goal to show how to eliminate anxiety, trip-ups, and unwelcome results that come from ineffective communications. So first of all, I want to apologize that I am not releasing the Haley Wickenheiser interview this week, as I mentioned last week on the previous podcast. And that's because I wanted to talk about some things that are really weighing on so many people's minds right now. And that is all about being self-isolated and breaking routine. So, okay, so who isn't a bit tired of this new routine? I think so many people want to get back to some of their normal activities, maybe not all of their normal activities, but things such as, you know, getting together with friends, playing sports, you know, having their children go back to school. Even some of the most introverted people I know want to socialize more. People are going a little stir-crazy at home. So, so much so that I ended up writing another chapter in the second edition of the COVID-19 pandemic guidebook. It's a free ebook copy that you can get if you go to the website, theintroverteddoctor.com. And thank you for all the many kind comments and feedbacks regarding that guidebook. It's uh, very much appreciated by myself. I, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, many people are finding this as a very helpful guidebook and please feel free to share it with your friends at home or at work. It was intended to really make, uh, put, put some structure into what's happening. And I'll share with you a little funny thing that my 14-year-old daughter said as I was writing the book. You know, I was about eight days into it and she said, hey, dad, when are you going to finish this book? You know, you have to release it before the pandemic's over, right? And I was like, yes, I do. And uh, thank you very much for your kind words of wisdom. Uh, what do you want now? So anyway, so that she, she kept me on task. So anyway, people are getting a little cooped up and a little antsy. You know, even if you're still working, you know, it's still not the same. You know, some of us are trying to homeschool, work from home, stay healthy, stay positive follow the information on the pandemic, all the while trying not to gain weight uh, for some of us. Now, every day also seems very similar, and there's definitely a lack of variety in most of our day-to-day -day routine. You know, we can't have dinner parties. We can't go visit the same way with friends, go watch our children's soccer or baseball game and other similar activities. So a few people reached out to me and asked me, you know, what are some key strategies that they should be doing to make the most of being at home in this challenging time? So I'll share with you eight key things to do to feel better and some key mistakes not to make in this time. And, and especially a couple comments not to say to children if you have kids at home. So the first is, you know, break in routine. Well, who hasn't had their routine disrupted in a major way? 
I personally have been, you know, staying up later and reading, writing, and yes, watching a movie or two when I know I should be sleeping. The one thing that kept most of us sane is that we had a structured routine, whether we went to go to work, take our kids to school, exercise or socialize. You know, for example, we all had this routine, but our cues to stay on track are really gone. Now, here are some helpful suggestions to overcome this issue and so we don't get into the slippery slope when you start to feel out of control. So the first thing is create a schedule that you must follow. If you don't schedule your life, you won't do it. Write things down. There is tremendous control to having your day, week, month written down. The reason most of us stay on routine is because we are conditioned to complete daily tasks, to wake up, make breakfast, shower, etc. I know personally speaking, if I don't have any purpose uh, or something to do, it's a bit harder for me to get out of bed. So that's the first thing. The second thing is sleep on time. You know, I'll admit I've been a bit relaxed. Uh, both for myself and my kids, really uh, not a good parent in that way. But, um, but that, when you don't sleep, you're not creating a better sense of wellness for yourself. As individuals, sleep is so vital to creating a greater sense of control. Sleep rejuvenates our mental energy and our spirits. It's okay to have some days where you have a fun night, but that can't be every day. Otherwise, bad habits set in, and then when you finally have to get back to routine and get back to work, you'll despise the change. You know, plus late nights, it affects us the following day as well. So staying up late, you're inadvertently affecting the following day. And also children need routine and they need role models. So we as adults have to set that example. And so that's enough said about that. Number two, guilt. Okay, so if for some reason you don't follow your schedule, eat too much, drink too much, don't beat yourself up. I mean, don't be your worst enemy. I believe that everyone is feeling some guilt because they're not following through with creating or living their best life. Even the people who teach it and model it, so they're having a tough time. So go easy on yourself. Just do better the next day. We're hearing messages that this is a wonderful time to learn to do something new. And yes, that's true. You know, I've said it. And I'm, you know, right now I'm learning how to cook. You know, much to the shock and disappointment of my kids who, you know, although they do love my eggs, you know, they're like, oh, do you really have to try to cook supper? You know, um, I'll even, you know, my daughter, you know, she has, has said, you know, my, my eggs are not too bad, which I take in teenage translation as the best eggs that she's ever had. So, um, so I'm learning how to cook, but, you know, sometimes we can't even do, what, you know, do those things. So l here's the thing. Learn something new, contribute something new, but don't be your worst enemy. I mean, there are enough people in the world that are willing to take that role to, you know, take you down. Don't you do that to yourself. Guilt should not be something you perfect. 
do better next time and use a bit of guilt to get you motivated, but don't let it build up so much that it affects your self-esteem in a negative way. Number three, get a friend. Connect with a friend or two and get on the same program. Talk daily and connect. Social isolation is really a poor term. It implies we can't talk to others or have, you know, we, that we only have the ability to talk to our family members. You know, we have the technology that allows us to FaceTime, text, and talk with each other. You know, make a pact with, with others and do, you know, few-minute conversations every day. You know, do a 7- to 14-day challenge where you try to keep each other accountable to avoid certain bad habits such as staying up late, drinking too much, or binging on Netflix. Netflix. You know, contribute to someone else's well-being daily. Me and a friend of mine, you know, we're reading and discussing a nonfiction book right now. So we have a two-person book club. Create something unique. Number four, this is a big one, uh, alcohol. Well, too much consumption of this is a, really a little secret that I don't think a lot of people want to admit right now. You know, my concern is that once the economy opens up again, people will be, you know, trying to detox themselves and trying to get back to normal. People are drinking more now than they ever did because, you know, they're bored. And, it, you know, it seems like a relaxing thing to do. Know your limit. The Canadian Centre of Substance Abuse recommends a limit of no more than 10 drinks a week for women with no more than two drinks a day for women and 15 drinks a week for men with no more than three drinks a day most days. Now I speculate from the people and patients I've talked to or people who have been in touch with me that this is in this quarantine time, they're drinking beyond that recommended amount. So if you think you are doing that, limit yourself accordingly. Note, however, if you are someone you care about, if you feel that you are exceeding this amount and you want to quit, do not quit on your own. Call your healthcare provider or detox center to help you. It's really dangerous to your body, especially to your brain, to quit on your own without medical supervision. The other thing, alcohol is a depressant and really interferes with your quality of sleep. It's not going to help your mood and overall well-being in the long run. You may also do things or say things that you might regret. That's the end of that sermon. Number five, exercise. I'll be brief here. You know this is the right thing to do. You must move your body daily. Stretch it, walk it, move it. When your body moves, you feel better. You clean the toxins from your body. Schedule this daily. Exercise will help your immune system too. Start small, but do this daily. Um, in the pandemic guidebook, uh, Anthony Cheem, who, who wrote a certain section of the book, he has some great videos there to help you. So take a look at that if you like. Enough said. Number six, know your crutch. Everyone has a crutch that moves them further down the road to feeling out of control. For me, I know that I cannot start a Netflix series. I just don't have the willpower to stop watching it, so I limit it to just movies where I know that there will be, you know, it'll be done. There will not be a cliffhanger. 
you know, I've watched uh, Netflix series in the past, and when I see one episode, you know, I think it's only 22 minutes, and, it, you know, it'll be done, but then next thing I know, I'm watching the next one, an hour passes, and and I'm always thinking I'm going to have control, but I don't, and so I just don't start it anymore. Uh, so it, a Netflix series, it pulls me from doing a things that are really important or constructive or doing, you know, or getting engaged in things that are more um, connecting, like such as engaging with my kids or, you know, reading or writing or reading, you know, so try something new if that's something you're having trouble with. Um, re, re, I'm reading a lot of books nowadays, more than I did before, so that's the key. So what is your crutch? Is it alcohol, soda pop? eating chocolate, gossiping, all of them. The first part of improving our actions is to know what it is that takes us down and takes us in the wrong direction and to avoid it. So try something new, as cliche as it may sound, use this time to do something positive. I think people will feel guilty if they don't use this time wisely. One of the regrets people have when they die is not about the things that they did, but about the things that they never did. So when this pandemic is over, can you say that you did a few constructive things, even if it's just one? Make that part of your new routine. Number seven, family meetings and homeschooling. You know, talk as a family as how you're going to manage this whole thing. You know, if you have kids at home, homeschooling is an issue for you. You know, as much as I truly adore my children, I did not plan for them to have a seven-month vacation at home. They need to learn something. You know, negotiate with them so that they keep a routine too. Kids need a routine and role models too. If they see you're not doing things constructive, you know, why should they? Really, why should they? I mean, I'm asking. You know, unless you have angelic children, you'll have to settle for a certain number of hours of successful studying. You know, try to link them up with other classmates to work together. You know, every school and child is different, so use your judgment to create a more successful home. Having family meetings on a scheduled basis helps create a sense of shared purpose. Children are a lot smarter than we really give them credit for. Have them involved in the pandemic process. You know, note, you know, they may also learn some other skills that may not be school related. I'm teaching my nine-year-old uh, son how to play chess, and he's also learning how to type on a keyboard. By, there, there are some great online tools for that. I'm also going to teach the kids how to paint walls, how to take out the garbage, clean toilets, do dishes, um, you know, mow the lawn, you know, real life skills that are going to help them in the future and also help me for the rest of my life and their entire life. This next point, I, I, I really hope this doesn't come off in the wrong way and I know it won't apply to many of you, but please remember, don't tell your you know, your friends or your kids, you know, because your kids will hear this, you know, I'm so tired of being at home with the kids all day, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't understand what you mean by, by that, you know, in, in a child's mind, all they hear is, 
geez, I'm a burden to my parents. You know, they don't, the kids don't need to hear this type of messaging. You know, they also have broken from their routine. And it's so easy to say something off the cuff and essentially is disrespectful to them. So it's not helping their self-esteem. And I know, you know, sometimes we say things we don't mean, but I'm just, it's just a friendly reminder. And I know this won't apply to many of you, but sometimes we're just unconsciously aware. Number eight, the last and final point is limit your digital technology and news. Right now we have so much news about one topic and that is getting tiresome in so many ways. How many of you are tired of listening to, all, to this all the time, but you can't seem to pull yourself away from it because it's fascinating, it's concerning, informative, yet it's also anxiety you know, producing you know, all in the same time. And, if, you know, and this is okay because this is very a normal response to be engaged in that way. But we can't be overstimulated because we need to catch our breath. So how much face t- you know, Facebooking or, uh, are you, or other social media or news media are you consuming? Can you and should you be taking a break from it? My recommendation is take daily breaks from it and think about times that you'll be media free. And I personally recommend not consuming anything first thing in the morning and at night, especially one hour before you're ending the day. Try even a whole day when you're taking a break from it or even half a day where you're going to say no technology. Because too much stimulation takes us away from being present and living in greater peace. And that's all I want to say for that. So in conclusion... If you're not doing any of the above, start with one or two of those suggestions daily. Uh, Don't dwell on guilt and get support from other other people. Develop a team. You know, teamwork is essential. You know, it's, it's hard to do anything worthwhile without the help of others. We should all work together. One last note, I really believe in writing things down and using tools such as daily planners, journaling, and reflecting which is also a big part of the uh, part six in the pandemic guidebook, you know, and it's there to help you. And many people are finding that very helpful. There's things that will work for you. Uh, So take a look at that. You know, the most successful and healthiest people use tools like that. uh, So which are in the guidebook. So I really encourage you to do that. You know, it's hard to manage routines and accomplish things otherwise. So here's a summary you know, for everything I've talked about, and I have it written in a way, the A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A for alcohol management, B stands for breaking routine, C stands for know your crutch or your weakness, D, digital distraction, monitor that, E for exercise, F for friends, and G, you know, guilt, don't make yourself guilty, Um, and H for home life or homeschooling. And there are also some other relevant and popular episodes to visit that might serve you or revisit uh, in the podcast uh, show that I do. The episode three is the four core areas to creating meaningful lasting change. Uh, Episode number 16, accepting change moving forward and the 1% principle. 
And episode number 20, which was very popular, was how to overcome boredom. I hope this served you. Please share this message with others. And if they walk away with even one golden nugget or reminder, then it helps build better better energy and helps create a greater, greater community. Stay calm, find your daily joys, and live with intention. A shout out again to all the, my uh, friends and colleagues, nurses, doctors, other allied healthcare professionals who are working so hard to keep our society safe and healthy. And a shout out to all the beautiful people who are doing the right things by social isolation and connecting with others and helping the vulnerable people in this time right now, and they could really use our help. I'm Dr. Lalit Chavla, and thank you for listening. May excellent health and happiness and magic grace you and your loved ones. And if you like this podcast episode, you know, please go to theintroverteddoctor.com and you can sign up. You'll get the weekly email uh, reminders of what uh, the next episode is coming up. Hope you have a great weekend and have a great following week. Thank you.